It is cold in Dixie. Yes, the Arctic blast pushed through in parts of the south on Monday, pushing through today, maybe into Wednesday, depending on what part of the region you live in. Get your coat, get your gloves, and bundle up, and of course, be safe out there on the highways. A large portion of the south with a wintry mix and black ice and more. Be careful. We're going to have info on that in just a second. Welcome in to the Tuesday Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. Good to be back with you. We were off on Monday for Veterans Day. Thank you to all of our veterans who nobly serve our great country and those veterans of yesteryear, some who actually may have died in the line of duty. We certainly remember them, although not Memorial Day. It was Veterans Day, but certainly want to keep all of our veterans who have worn the uniform in our hearts and in our prayers and thank you for your service and we've got some veterans related stories to pass along here in our headlines from across the south this is the show all about the south this is y'all and if you want to connect to us we welcome your feedback 803-816-1170 is the way to do it you also can find us via email y'all show at yall.com that's the email address our website is y'all our facebook page is y'all.com on facebook and we have tons of great stories put up there every day and in fact we also link the y'all show on our y'all facebook page each and every day so please go on there and like it share it and i think you'll like what you get and it's the great price of zero dollars and zero cents all right there on facebook and on y'all.com as well And we encourage you to also text us our number, 803-816-1170, and find us again on Twitter, Instagram, at Y'all Show, plus on the different apps where you can listen to the show anytime you want to. And those are iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and the Apple Podcast apps. Well, hope your week is off. Maybe you enjoyed a day off from work on Monday. Most of you probably worked. I'm traveling this week, which was one reason I decided to not do a y'all show. So forgive me for that. But I'm traveling to Nashville. At least if the roads are clear, I'll be in Music City the rest of the week, starting with Wednesday. And we'll have Precious Harris join us for a great report on the CMA Awards as the CMA Awards air live on ABC Wednesday evening. And we'll walk through all of the nominees with Precious on to Wednesday's Y'all Show. And we'll get her take. Who does she think is going to win? We'll talk about fashion and just so much more about what's going on in Nashville when we are in Music City on the Wednesday Y'all Show. And we're going to stick around Music City for a couple of days. In fact, on Thursday... I'm going to kick Precious to the curb for the second hour on Thursday, and we're actually going to take a break away from SEC talk in the second hour on Thursday. And if Mother Nature cooperates, again, we do have some bad weather throughout Middle Tennessee here today and into maybe into Wednesday, too. If our people can talk to her people come Thursday, Cree Harrison, who was a finalist, she was a runner-up on American Idol, I think, in 2010. She's a Texas girl, a great singer, and Cree Harrison is going to actually sit beside me, and we're going to have the Y'all Show Hour 2 together and learn a lot more about this talented Texan, and we'll be videoing this interview, and it will be on our Y'all YouTube page. So Cree Harrison, Thursday on the Y'all Show, and of course, on Friday, we always switch over to football talk. So we'll have our SEC discussion come Friday on the Y'all Show kickoff edition. All that right here on Y'all Talk with a Southern 
accent. Well, let's get into the headlines of the Southeast today. And as we said, this wintry blast that pushed through Arkansas, all across Kentucky, West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, and more. I was talking to someone in Panama City, Florida. They expect temperatures on the Gulf Coast of Florida to dip down around freezing. Won't necessarily get below 32, but it's going to be pretty close on the panhandle of Florida. So I know that may be scaring some of our our citrus farmers. I don't think too many are on the panhandle, but not too far from there. You've got all those all those crops being grown in Florida, and we want to be careful with that. An Arctic air mass bringing snow and ice from the Rocky Mountains all the way to New England, and a large portion of this dipping in to the southeast and it's a deadly deadly front that's moving across the country as i know in kansas an eight-year-old girl was killed there and snowfall totals could reach up to a foot in parts of the north indiana michigan vermont but i know several inches expected in some of our southern states you might be out there counting up on your gauge right now to see how many inches of snow perhaps a little bit of ice mixed in there i know on monday more than 950 flights were canceled at chicago's airports and it was a very very difficult day to travel i'm sure some of you know all too well about that particular day of travel if you had to go through the windy city but yes we know that it's been a deadly day four people already killed in this front that moved across the plains and the midwest and just going to get worse here throughout tuesday into wednesday perhaps as the south has this first arctic blast of the upcoming winter season we're not even into winter officially but it's it's a nasty deal and let me take this opportunity to remind all of you please slow down if it is below freezing and you've had a lot of rain and you know there's ice out there please don't travel if you don't have to please be careful black ice is so so scary and if you're in your car and you hit a patch of ice don't speed up don't hit the brakes so hard that you lose control just just the smart thing is don't travel stay home let the sun come out melt this stuff and you'll be on your way in no time and hopefully we won't see a lot of downed trees and limbs and our power won't be going off this isn't some massive massive hit that we're facing here in the south this week but it's a a dusting and something we don't often expect before thanksgiving but it's it's happening and for those of you affected you're going to say no this is bad it's bad but i'm not sitting here predicting inches and inches of snow in our southern states what we will have ice in a large portion of dixie so please be careful mother nature in mind with our next story and some research has shown that big destructive hurricanes are hitting the u.s three times more frequently than they did a century ago this is according to a new study as experts generally measure a hurricane's destruction by adding up how much damage it did to people and cities and based on what's happened over the last century yes hurricanes now are more destructive looking at 247 hurricanes that hit the u.s since 1900 Researchers found the top 10% of hurricanes, those with an area of total devastation of more than 467 square miles, are happening 3.3 times more frequently, according to a study in Monday's Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Well, I don't want to second guess the research here, but let's be honest, some of the destruction 
that some of the damage happened because we've got a lot more people living in the South as we had compared to 1900, for example. We were scared to live in the coastal areas, and I don't blame a lot of the people who didn't move to the coast areas of the Gulf and the Atlantic a hundred years ago because of those those time periods we didn't have radar like we know of today to help us kind of find out where these storms are off in the Caribbean and we had to depend on I guess pirates and birds to kind of give us a little bit of heads up that something might be happening out there and a hundred plus years later we can tune in the weather channel and learn a lot more and that's why living on the coast is a great thing except for when a hurricane's headed that way but that research out on monday now to a wacky story and a sad story as a town in oklahoma is without a police chief now as is the chief killed when the chief was killed by his own employee i guess another fellow police officer at a florida panhandle hotel room the two men staying at the hilton on pensacola beach over the weekend And at some point early Sunday morning, hotel security was called between the two men having a disruptive fight. And that evening, hotel staff called the sheriff's department because the men were fighting a physical altercation. And Chief Lucky Miller of Oklahoma, the police chief in Manford, Oklahoma, about 20 miles west of Tulsa, killed in this fight with his own, I guess it would be a deputy there in Oklahoma and both kill or both in this fight in Pensacola and killed over the weekend. An unfortunate thing. Michael Patrick Neely, age 49, arrested Monday morning and charged with killing Miller, according to records. Neely being held without bond at the Escambia County Jail, charged with homicide. And the sad thing there, there for Oklahoma in this small town with these two guys who probably were friends. But when you add a little alcohol, unfortunately, things can get out of shape. And this Oklahoma police chief killed in the Pensacola area over the weekend. Another law enforcement story to pass along here on this Tuesday, y'all show. A deputy in Georgia has now been charged with a man's murder during a domestic incident. As 32-year-old deputy with the Madison County Georgia Sheriff's Office, Winford Trey Adams III, taken into custody and arrested after the arrest on monday a deputy charged with murder in the deadly off-duty shooting of another man during a domestic incident athens georgia clark county georgia officers responded to an address in athens sunday and found 26 year old benjamin clore dead of multiple gunshot wounds and the officer was off duty and in plain clothes at the time of the incident according to officials in athens clark county the Madison County Georgia Sheriff's Office wrote a Facebook post saying, We are very sad to announce that one of our deputies has been arrested. It's a sad day for all law enforcement officers. This again in both Athens and Madison County, Georgia, to the east of Atlanta. This domestic incident involving a deputy in that area. Now to some military-related news as we wrap up this first segment of the tuesday y'all show a marine deserter is now being sought for the killing of a man in virginia as 22 year old michael brown being sought in the shooting death of 54 year old rodney brown in hardy virginia according to the franklin county sheriff's office franklin county in virginia as authorities are seeking this marine deserter from camp lejeune in connection with the killing of this man who was his mother's boyfriend Deputies said the suspect was a Marine combat engineer stationed at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina 
and he went AWOL back on October 18th, and he's been known to live in the woods and frequent national parks, according to officials in this part of Virginia. Deputy said he's driving a Lincoln Town car with North Carolina plates and armed with a high-powered rifle. The sheriff's office issued a warning over the weekend urging anyone who comes in contact with Brown to use extreme caution and notify local law enforcement immediately by calling 911. Again, this is 22-year-old Michael Brown, a deserter from the U.S. Marine Corps, now being sought in the death of 54-year-old Rodney Brown in Hardy, Virginia. Now to a sad story about an airman from the Air Force as 29-year-old U.S. Air Force Staff Sergeant Cole Condrive was a special tactics combat controller with the 24th Special Operations Wing, part of the Air Force Special Operations Command. And we saw this headline come across the other day, but we didn't really have a name, so we didn't read it. But unfortunately, it appears that Sergeant Condrive fell 1,500 feet out of the plane last week during a parachute jump training exercise off of Holbert Field in Florida. Crew members aboard the C-130 said they initially saw Condriff, whose parachute did deploy, treading water but lost sight of him while making a turn to pick him up. The Coast Guard spent over 130 hours on the scene and searched over 4,900 square nautical miles, but unable to find Airman Condriff. And he was a Dallas native who served a two-year mission with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Spokane, Washington, enlisted in the Air Force in 2012. And his awards and decorations include an Air Force Achievement Medal and an Air Force Commendation Medal with Combat Device. And again, as we celebrated Veterans Day on Tuesday, sometimes and oftentimes we have heroes like Cole Condriff die in practice maneuvers right here in our good old U.S. of A., right here in our southern region. And for people like that and their family, the loss is just as much as if you were to lose them in combat and our thoughts go out to the Condra family and for all of those involved off the Florida panhandle area where this happened with this tragic news. We've got more headlines from across Dixie coming up after the break. Stay tuned. We even have some fun stuff, including, hey, we had a World Series champion sighting. Ryan Zimmerman was in Kentucky over the weekend. What was Zimmerman doing in the Bluegrass State? We'll tell you why. Plus, a fight broke out about LSU and Alabama on the gridiron, and you're not going to believe where this fight ended up happening. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We got that and more coming up on y'all. Plus, hey, don't forget, we got to tell you that at the end of this hour, we've got our political spotlight on today's y'all show. And as the pundits and everybody approaches the Capitol in Washington, D.C. for the impeachment hearings, which began on Wednesday, we've got a little bit of the schedule to share with you on the impeachment hearings. Plus, we'll hear from CNN's John King as he talked about the entry of Michael Bloomberg, or as President Trump calls him, Little Michael, his supposed entry into the Democratic presidential field. And we'll get king's take on cnn about that and more and we'll also go to charleston south carolina where on monday secretary of state mike pompeo delivered a speech to the citadel's corps of cadets and we've got some audio from charleston to share with you from the secretary of state who's very much a part of what's going on with the impeachment stuff all that is ahead this first hour of today's y'all show
Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Y'all talk with a southern accent, and we want to hear your accent. Text or call 803-816-1170 with a question or a comment. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. Make sure to like the Y'all.com Facebook page and bookmark the website, Y'all.com, which has bunches of great southern reads. And get the on-demand editions at iTunes Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and the iHeartRadio apps. Now back to the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Yes, please do reach out to us. We'd love to hear your input. Good, bad, indifferent, criticism, suggestions, and more. We are certainly welcome and take that advice here at the Y'all Show, 803-816-1170. Well, it's been, believe it or not, 14 years since the Birmingham area teen Natalie Holloway went missing in Aruba. And now the mother of this Mountain Brook, Alabama teen who vanished on a high school graduation trip to Aruba is now joining in the search for a missing Alabama college student, Anaya Blanchard, Blanchard missing in the Auburn area of East Alabama. And Beth Holloway, mother of Natalie, is teaming up with a Texas Equu search. And according to a Facebook by the nonprofit group, the founder, whose daughter was abducted and murdered in Galveston County, Texas in 84, and not found until two years later, is assisting Holloway in the search for this Alabama teen, as I believe Blanchard is also from the Birmingham area and went missing in the Auburn area about two weeks ago. And this group is searching all over the area. And 19-year-old Blanchard, who is a student at Southern Union Community College near Auburn, has been missing for nearly three weeks. And a suspect in her disappearance, a 29-year-old Ibrahim Yazid, is now in custody. And I know the officials there in Lee County working hard to try to find that. But to have this Holloway, to have her help out in this case, is a noble thing. And perhaps they'll find out more information now that this youngster missing now for three weeks in the heart of dixie all right if you want to go to florida and escape some of this awful weather the south experienced in this week uh, be warned here do you know in addition to the snowbirds who might be moving to florida this time of year great white sharks oh yeah you thought your life was tough at the beach during the summertime with the hammerheads and stuff yeah 
just like the Canucks who go to Florida now, sharks, big sharks are showing up in all kinds of coastal areas. The Palm Beach Post reports that eight white sharks, great white sharks, were tagged by the Utah-based research group spotted from New Jersey to Florida in the last week. Three other sharks have been tagged with Wednesday in waters on North Carolina beaches. Oh, gosh, no more beach for me. And, yeah, you've got a 2,076-pound Unamaki. That's, I guess, the name of this shark being tracked as, as they're making their known, presence known with their presence from Key West all the way up to North Carolina. This shark, Unakami, has been tagged off of Nova Scotia into September and some 15 feet and 5 inches in length. Unamaki. I don't want to know the shark's pronunciation because I don't want to know this shark. Over 2,000-pound great white shark in Florida. Let's keep these great whites out in the Pacific, for goodness sakes. It's not unusual for great whites to call the southern waters home during the winter, and sightings are common near popular fishing and diving spots in Florida all the way through the spring. So, yeah. Be on the lookout if you're going to try to be brave enough to get out there in the water or get on a, on a boat or something like that. Great white sharks in Florida. And as I just said, some have been spotted off of North Carolina. Scary, scary times. To Gainesville, Georgia, Hall County we go. And the U.S. Forest Service says that vandalism is forcing it to shut down a popular fall leaf viewing destination in Hall County. As the agency posted photos to Facebook over the weekend showing a wooden platform there covered in white spray paint overlooking the mountainous North Georgia landscape at Chattahoochee Oconee National Forest. The photos show vandals who scroll symbols and explicit images on the park's Johns Mountain Overlook just outside of Gainesville. Park officials added that the extent of this vandalism damage is greater than pictured, prompting an indefinite closure. Isn't that awful? What kind of knuckleheads would go do something like that to a gorgeous place right there in northeast of Atlanta in Hall County? And I've lived in that county, and it's a beautiful area, especially when you have this time of year with the leaves changing. Great news about Hall County and Gainesville is it, it's a slightly mountainous, but it's not too mountainous. And so to go up and see the scenery is not asking too much. You don't have to have a four-wheel drive even. And, man, to have this great site just be shut down, and I'm seeing some awful graffiti and such there from this park. I guess they probably have video cameras. Maybe they can catch whoever these bozos were that went in there and did that. But I'm seeing some satanic imagery and some of the stuff that was spray-painted there. And, unfortunately, for those in the northeast Atlanta suburbs, you can't go to this site and view the beautiful fall foliage now on display as the Chattahoochee County National Forest there shutting down this observation there, the Johns Mountain Overlook outside of Gainesville, Georgia. Sometimes I have to just ask, why do people do such dumb, dumb, dumb things? Hey, back to some shark news, if you don't mind. But this time, it doesn't have anything to do with seeing a shark, thankfully. It has to do with the television show Shark Tank. And how about this story from a talented Gallatin, Tennessee, eighth grader? As Maddox Pritchard appeared on ABC's Shark Tank, and he's part of an effort to get funding for a project that was pitched by this 13-year-old boy who initially developed the idea for a fourth-grade project, and Maddox Pritchard 
pitched his product called the Measuring Shovel at several invention conventions and got to go before Shark Tank this year. And the now patented utility shovel has measurements marking it up from tip to handle and allows the user to measure variables such as the distance between seedlings. And guess what? This Gallatin, Tennessee teen says he came up with the idea after helping his mother and grandmother in their garden. And this episode aired over the weekend, and Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank and Lori Grenier agreed to provide $40,000 in exchange for a total 30% stake in the company. <laughs> How about this? This, again, fourth grade project done by a now eighth grader, Maddox Pritchard, getting that kind of dough out of the sharks. Kevin O'Leary and Lori Grenier, 40,000 big ones. Had to give up 30% of the company, but man, what a great thing. A utility shovel. And he's going to be hopefully raking in and shoveling in lots of cash with his investment from the Shark Tank investors. Great job by this Middle Tennessee teen. Way to go. Hey, if you were in Kentucky over the weekend and you were in the Bourbon Trail area of the Bluegrass State, you might have seen a familiar face as Washington Nationals star Ryan Zimmerman and I believe his bride were there touring as the World Series champion and a bunch of friends were in Kentucky to celebrate an upcoming wedding. And they visited the Woodford Reserve Distillery and Zimmerman and his friends chose their own 500-pound barrels. And I said barrels with an S on the end of it. Zimmerman says he plans to celebrate the big win by giving a bottle of Woodward Reserve to all of his teammates. Now, that is one heck of a teammate. Hey, you never got to play much on the team this year, Washington Nationals player, but here's a big old barrel of Kentucky bourbon for you. I love you. Signed, Ryan Zimmerman. (laughs) That's pretty cool. But with the money some of these players like Zimmerman make, yeah, he's got plenty of money to go around to afford a big old barrel of Kentucky bourbon right there out of Woodford County, Kentucky. Great story, and I hope he enjoys his offseason, which unfortunately for him, the baseball guys will be right back up and going in Florida for spring training any month now. I guess it's February. They all show up down there. And speaking of sports, as we close out our headlines from the South here on this Tuesday, hey, you know, if you watched the Alabama LSU game this past weekend, it was a huge game. So huge that President Trump came to the game. So huge that that person that goes around putting up the baby trump balloon decided to show up in a very red state alabama and guess what some redneck there and i'm going to say redneck i don't know who it was but he's he actually slashed that darn thing and i'm i don't believe in vandalism but i'm tired of seeing that stupid thing which originated remember in london when president trump went over there i think in 2017 and the mayor of london didn't want him there and all that kind of stuff well now that thing shows up here in america and a lot of headlines were given for the, given out for that thing showing up for the football game this past weekend. And somebody didn't want to see it, and they took justice in their own hands, and I guess now they're going to have to face justice with their decision. But at least that particular balloon pl- probably won't be floating anytime soon. Now, back to the president. Yes, he was at the game. CBS hardly showed him, if it, if at all, frankly. I watched most of the game and really didn't see him. Wanted to. Wanted to see the reaction. And with President Trump, the jinx, perhaps, in attendance, Alabama losing their first home game in four years. And LSU now has the upper hand in the SEC West as a result. 
If you were at the game, you probably had a great time. It was an exciting game, even though, Bama, you lost. If you were in Louisiana, you had a great time. Oh, gosh, those Bayou Bengals and the coach, the profanity coach, Edward Orgeron. <sighs> Good win there. Much deserved, LSU. You, you were the better team, for sure. Alabama shot themselves in the foot if you saw the game. LSU hadn't won in eight years. You get the win. You, Coach, Coach Ole says that LSU is not going to back down anymore. They're going to go win against Alabama here on. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So this was a heated game. All right. It was a heated game, and people were heated, especially in Alabama after the loss. And people were heated like Cajuns get in Louisiana. They were heated in a good way. All right. But how about this headline coming to us about an LSU-Alabama fight that ended in gunfire? Okay. Now, where was this in Alabama? Where was this in the Pelican State? What parish did we have a gunfight over Alabama and LSU? Well, y'all, this happened in Oregon. (laughs) Not Orgeron, Oregon. You know, that state out there between California and Washington. Yeah, they had a fight. And a man was treated for a gunshot wound, a shotgun wound at that, and another arrested after this fight over the LSU-Alabama game. And this happened around Bend, Oregon. The Deschutes County Sheriff's, I hope I said that right, I'm not up on my Oregon counties. Yes, Christopher Honey, age age 51 of Bend, Oregon, booked with attempted murder assault to unlawful use of a weapon and menacing, Honey also lodged on an outstanding county warrant for DUI and criminal driving while suspended. Somebody tell me that Honey, is it the Honey Badger, former LSU player we're talking about? No, it's 51-year-old Christopher Honey Bend, Oregon, which is kind of, I think it's just to the east of the mountain range that separates Oregon into halves. And it's, 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 you know, it's not a small town, Bend, Oregon, but it's, it's, you got to be wanting to go there. Now, Honey is accused of shooting a 40 year old Maine man. Maine is in the state of Maine, also not a southern state. And what the heck's a Maine man doing in Oregon? Yeah, but that, what a crazy story. A 40 year old Maine man in the shooting in the back of the head during this argument about the game. And deputies ended up going to the home on Bear Creek Road to investigate a shooting. A SWAT team and negotiators also had to respond. As deputies arrived, they found the victim with a gunshot wound to the back of the head and neck area. Deputy took him to a nearby hospital in his patrol unit where he was treated for what is being described as, hey, this is good news, non-life-threatening injuries. How do you shoot somebody in the head with a shotgun and they don't have life-threatening injuries? Well, God was on this guy's side, thankfully. That's a good story. This is a, a good ending. Detectives learned the men were at the home watching this Alabama LSU game. They got into a verbal argument, which led to a physical argument. And then Mr. Honey got a shotgun, allegedly loaded with birdshot shell and shot the other man in the head as the victim was walking away. Honey booked into the county sheriff's office adult jail. Alcohol, believe it or not, alcohol is believed to be a factor in this incident, according to the sheriff's office. All right. Well, I'm glad we know that. And it looks like the mugshot of the shooter, he's got a purple shirt on. So maybe it looks like a purple shirt. Yeah, I guess they sell LSU apparel 
all the way out in Bend, Oregon. But luckily, the good news is the person shot, the main man shot in the back of the head is going to be okay, it appears. That's a good story to a bad, bad fight there in the SEC hotbed of Bend, Oregon. How about that? When we come back, we're going to switch over to a hotbed, and that's Washington, D.C. As Wednesday, we're going to start these impeachment hearings, at least publicly. You'll be able to tune in and see them on television. And yours truly, John Raw, will weigh in a little bit on that. I'll tell you when and who and where and how. You can see this stuff as if every other news outlet already isn't having this thing covered big time. It is our duty here to tell you a little bit about it. We'll also go to CNN as John King had some things to say, some numbers and some audio from some of the candidates on the Democratic side. And I found something I'm going to share with you from CNN's John King, who does a very good job, politically speaking, on CNN. And then we'll go to Charleston, South Carolina, where Monday, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo had a greater issues address to the Corps of Cadets at the Citadel. And we'll get a chance to hear some of that address when we come back in our Southern Political Report. And that is coming up next on The Y'all Show. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Back into y'all, and we have our y'all Southern political report here, and we begin this thing with a look at what's going on on Capitol Hill, especially starting Wednesday as we have the Trump impeachment hearings publicly being broadcast on cable networks, and it'll likely be on NBC, ABC, CBS, and more. You can tune in and have all the impeachment hearing stuff that you want to get come Wednesday as they'll begin early on Wednesday. I think it's around 10 o'clock as these things are set to begin. And on Wednesday, U.S. the U.S.'s chief envoy to Ukraine, Bill Taylor, and the deputy assistant secretary of state for European and Eurasian affairs, George Kent, are going to be taking center stage. Both men are career officials and can attest to the shadow foreign policy campaign spearheaded by Rudy, Rudy Giuliani and Ambassador Sondland, Volker, and others. So that will be on Wednesday, what's going on there. And when we get to later in the week on Friday, you'll have the former ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, going up in front of the congressmen and congresswomen to testify. She's a powerful witness, expected to lay out a lot of the information 
information about what several officials characterized as a smear campaign with President Trump and Rudy Giuliani and others as they embarked against her in their effort to remove her as the ambassador to Ukraine. And frankly, if they wanted to remove her, they had every right to do that. She serves at the pleasure of the president. And we'll find out, again, Republicans don't seem to be too worried about ultimately President Trump being kicked out of office, but it could happen. And I don't trust, hey, if anything, you never trust politicians, even if you think they're on your side. If something better comes along, they're likely to dump you. They're kind of like old boyfriends and girlfriends. If there's a better opportunity, they might just leave you at the altar. And so that that's my message here as I weigh in on the impeachment hearings that will be, again, broadcast starting at Wednesday at 10 a.m. from Washington, D.C., 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central, if you want to carve out your day and sit there and and binge watch the impeachment hearings well your chance to do that begins on wednesday and we'll get a lot of analysis from all the other networks right here on the y'all show we're not going to harp on this thing it's out of our control we'll give you what you need to know but we're going to mostly focus on all the other things going on in the south as we said at the start of today's y'all show we'll be in nashville a great place to go when you got impeachment hearings, by the way. And we'll be there because, hey, there's something called the CMA Awards going on Wednesday night. And Precious Harris is going to be joining us for a preview and who all is nominated for what. And we'll have all that fun Wednesday. And then on Thursday, if everybody can show up because of all the bad weather across the southeast here this week, we're going to be visiting in person with Cree Harrison. She's going to help me co-host an hour of the Y'all Show on Thursday. So all that's coming up here on the y'all show it's it's one heck of a week we continue on with our political spotlight here on this tuesday edition and i'm a guy that likes to give cnn a chance make cnn great again that's my motto and i like watching some fox news channel it's okay but i like watching cnn i i would watch msbnbc a fair amount if i had it i don't have it currently in my lineup of channels it isn't available unless i want to pay a lot more money and frankly i don't think those bozos deserve it okay but i would watch it if given the opportunity and i didn't have to pay much more for it but i do watch cnn i watch cbs the network the cbs in the digital component they have that's a great option it's free by the way and i try to stay on top of all the political stuff and the news happenings because look i'm an american and if you're an american you should kind of know what's going on in the world i don't think that's asking too much you don't have to be a nerd and know everything but you kind of need to know a little bit that's that's a fair fair assessment okay so we have the impeachment stuff going on that starts big time wednesday it's going to keep going on and we may end up having a vote in the house of representatives and then that would move on if voted upon to the senate where you have an official trial and likely that president trump won't be convicted there and will remain in office so that's going on but guess what we also have a little presidential race going on and it was on friday that a guy who's a billionaire new yorker a guy named michael bloomberg decided to send some people to alabama and register him for the super tuesday primary that's going to be happening there early in 2020 and with that that means michael bloomberg appears to be putting his hat in the ring to be a democratic contender for president in 2020 Michael Bloomberg, who probably has four to five times more money than President Donald Trump. I think President Trump, deep down, is envious of Michael Bloomberg. He may not try to say he is, but hey, Michael Bloomberg 
was the mayor of New York and has more money. So, yeah, I'm envious of that. President Trump may not be. So President Trump's already come out with a catchy nickname, calls him Little Michael. Little Michael appears to be trying to get in this race, and it's going to kind of cloud the field. It's going to, in some cases, strengthen the argument by the Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warrens of the world that, hey, we're against the billionaire class. And so they welcome his entry into this because they think it helps them out. And what it really hurts, if anybody, is Joe Biden, even though he says it really doesn't hurt him. I was tuning in, I think it was on Monday, CNN, and I found this clip from John King of CNN, and he does a good job, in my opinion, of breaking down some of the political stuff. And let's go in here, some of the polls, some of the audio from some of the candidates, and more from CNN's John King, as we try to make a little bit more sense of what's going on on the Democratic side in the race for the White House. Michael Bloomberg says he is ready to run, but he plans to skip the first four 2020 Democratic contests. That's a risky strategy, and it's a big bet on a Biden collapse. Let's take a look at the state of the Democratic race. This is a national poll of polls, averaging out the last five or six national polls. Biden on top, but Elizabeth Warren right on his heels. That's within the margin of error. Bernie Sanders, you might call that the top tier anyway, the top three right there. Mayor Buttigieg and Senator Harris rounding out the top five Democrats. These candidates have been on the track for months and months. Bloomberg says the voters maybe don't want them. If you look at the states, there's some evidence that, yes, Democrats haven't warmed completely to this new field. Look at these battleground state polling from the New York Times and Siena College. A lot of don't knows. 31 percent in Arizona, 29 percent in Florida, 23 percent in Michigan, 32 percent in North Carolina. You see Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Biden, Warren, Sanders at the top of the pack in these key battleground states. But Bloomberg can say, look, they've been running for months and roughly a third of Democrats, maybe three in ten, Don't know. They're still looking for somebody else. Okay, that's one piece of the scenario. Could he run in a Democratic field? You think of the party drifting to the left. Well, Bloomberg actually fits if he runs. Democrats were asked in this New York Times poll, do you want someone who fights for a bold progressive agenda? A third of Democrats say that. Six in ten say someone who can find common ground with Republicans. Bloomberg is a former Republican and a former independent. Do you want someone to be more liberal than most Democrats? Four in ten Democrats say that. More than half say someone who's more moderate than most Democrats. Now, Bloomberg is progressive on guns, on climate, but he's more moderate on some fiscal issues. If you look at him versus Joe Biden, this is our poll back in Iowa a few months ago. Bloomberg's not going to run in Iowa. But look, Joe Biden, very well liked by Democrats, likely caucus goes. Bloomberg, much split opinion. Almost 40 percent said they had an unfavorable view. So he'd have to get the party to warm to him, if you will. Fox News in a poll last week asked, do you want another Democrat in the race? And if so, what do you think of? 50% of Democrats say they'd definitely vote for Michelle Obama if she got in. Only 8% said never. 27% said they'd definitely vote if Hillary Clinton made another run. 30% said never. Look at this for Bloomberg. Only 6% of Democrats said they would definitely vote for Michael Bloomberg, and nearly a third said never. So there's a challenge for Bloomberg as he plans to get into the race. Again, he's betting on a Biden collapse. Joe Biden says, come on in, Mike. I think he should jump in the race. I mean, he's a good guy. Uh, He's done a lot of good. And uh, let's see what happens. And the notion that the current field is not uh, prepared to to beat Donald Trump, which is what's motivating him, that's what his top advisor is Well, I've noticed that every single poll is run. I beat him like a drum, as I said. There's and, and states in the South and states in the Midwest and states around the world. So, look, I I, I, look, uh, if he wants to run, he should just get in and run. You're not taking it personally. No, 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 no. Yes, he is. CNN's John King, as he had a panel 
right there at CNN in Washington weighing in on the Democratic race for president as it appears. Michael Bloomberg is your newest candidate to be in the Democratic race for the White House. And we'll find out if that race even gets officially announced from Bloomberg as he did send a team to register him in the Super Tuesday event in Alabama coming up in 2020. And we may even see others, as as we know, there's talk about trying to get Hillary Clinton run again, maybe Michelle Obama, <laughs> no telling, maybe Oprah, for goodness sake. Uh, uh, we'll find out. That's the Democrats. Now, on Monday at the Citadel, the historic and prestigious Military College of South Carolina in Charleston, South Carolina, Secretary of State Michael Pompeo was the greater issue speaker there at the Citadel. And we've got some audio for you to hear the Secretary of State, who is often not in front of cameras and speakers and, and microphones, giving addresses, at least here in the South. He may be in some country you've never heard of doing a little impromptu press thing, but oftentimes he's he stayed away from the spotlight. But on Monday, he was right there front and center in front of a couple thousand cadets at the Citadel. And the news media was there as well. And although everybody wants to hear and learn more about Pompeo's role in a possible quid pro quo with Ukraine, that wasn't really what Pompeo was in Charleston to talk about on Veterans Day 2019. I'm always reminded uh, that I am America's 70th Secretary of State and that President Trump is the 45th president. So there's a lot more turnover in my job (laughs) than there is in his. Here's the truth of the matter. I've come to know President Trump. I've worked with him, been with him almost every day for coming on three years now. Uh, and I've watched, I've watched how he communicates. In the old days, it would have been press statements, press releases, or someone speaking from the podium in the uh, West Wing there from the uh, White House press briefing. President Trump does his through Twitter. It's a way he can reach the entire world instantaneously. It is an incredibly powerful communications tool. And I must say, world leaders read it. Uh, we will get responses to the, from them very, very quickly. And um, it, it is the case that he can shape the information battle space very quickly. And uh, I, I find that capacity, that capacity to communicate in a way that is disintermediated, where there's nobody sitting between uh, the president's directive, his mission set, and the end, end consumer of the information, I provide to be very powerful and very helpful in what it is we're trying to do. Mike Pompeo on Monday in Charleston, South Carolina, speaking at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, as he addressed the entire student body, the Corps of Cadets, and other distinguished guests at the greatest military school in the Southeast and arguably all of the world. John Rawls said it. You got it. Write it down. The Citadel. Go Bulldogs. All right. That is our wrap on our political spotlight here on the Y'all Show. And we hope you enjoyed that here on Tuesday's Southern Political Spotlight. And we'll be back here next Tuesday with even more good stuff coming from the world of politics. When we come back after this timeout in hour two, we're going to have the sports highlights. What's going on in sports? NASCAR, football, both NFL and college football. And we'll have all of that in our sports land yap of what is up 
And then we'll have Matt Hermans to talk about the Big 12 football race. And we'll talk about Week 12. Baylor and Oklahoma have a massive game. College football game day from ESPN will actually be at McLean Stadium in Waco this weekend. And we'll get his breakdown on that. Plus, it's cold, really cold in a large part of the South this week with a little ice, a little snow, a lot of bad cold wind coming in. And hey, what's it like to go out and grill and get barbecue ready when it's so dark? cold we'll ask matt hermans our barbecue barrister about that and more in the hour two edition of y'all and that my friends is coming up after the break we don't want you to miss it bundle up we'll be right back asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street Now, you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions supply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Hour two of the Y'all Show back on here on this Tuesday edition. 803-816-1170 is our number if you want to connect with us here on the show that's all about the South. We've got the Barrister of Big 12 and Barrister of Barbecue headed your way in just a few moments. Matt Herman's standing by for his great report on the Big 12. What a wacky week 11 it was for the Big 12. Some close games, some walk-off games, and we'll get his full report. In fact, we'll also preview week 12 as College Game Day is going to be in Waco to see Oklahoma and the undefeated Baylor Bears suit up against each other. And our Big 12 report coming up with Matt Hermans momentarily. 
Speaking of sports, we've got now coming your way the Sports Lanyard, where we kind of race around the sports world and give you a little bit of everything here in our college and football and NASCAR Lanyard, we'll call it today. And the first news comes from our nation's capital, as Dwayne Haskins will be the Washington Redskins starting quarterback for the remainder of the season, as interim coach Bill Callahan announced that on Monday. Case Keenan will be his backup, and Colt McCoy has been demoted to the number three position for the Redskins. Haskins, the rookie, is taking over in the nation's capital for the really, really tough, just just, just a franchise that's just sinking uh, no other way to say it there in Washington, D.C., especially now that they've got a World Series champion and they've got hockey champions. I think they even won the women's NBA thing in Washington, D.C. this year. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. The Washington Mystics, I think, is what they're called. But, yeah, the Redskins are the odd man out right now in D.C. Looking at the NFL standings right now as we work through our way through week 10 last week, and the Patriots still are on top, but they had a tough setback going into the weekend with that loss. Patriots 8-1, a comfortable lead in the AFC there, the East Division of that conference. The Ravens, who embarrassed the Patriots, they are out in front of the AFC North with a two-game lead over the Steelers. Steelers with a nice win over the Rams on Sunday. The AFC South is pretty darn close with the Texans with a one-game edge with a 6-3 and three mark. The Colts and Titans, Titans with a nice win at the buzzer against KC, have a 5-5 five and five mark. The Jags are not all that far behind Jacksonville, 4-5 and five on the season. The Chiefs do lead the AFC West. It's a little close right now. The Chiefs at 6-4. and four. The Raiders and Coach Gruden are at 5-4. and four. When you look over at the NFC and what's going on in that conference right now atop the NFC East, the Cowboys and Eagles look pretty good atop that one. And then there's a huge divide between them and the also Rams being the Giants and Skins. The Giants at 2-8 and eight and the Redskins are 1-8. and eight. In the NFC North, the Packers in the snow on Sunday evening got a win over the Carolina Panthers and they lead that division with an 8-2 and two mark. The Vikings are at 7-3. and three. The Bears 4-5. and five. The Detroit Lions are 3-5. and five. In the NFC South, the embarrassed game there for the New Orleans Saints, it was just awful as Atlanta, the worst team in the NFL, arguably, came in and won against the Saints, and the Saints fall to 7-2 and two with that loss at home. The Panthers, after they lost to Green Bay, are at 5-4. and four. The Bucks of Tampa Bay are at 3-6. and six. The Falcons improved to 2-7 and seven with a win in the Big Easy. And then, when you go to the NFC West, the leader of the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers, are still doing quite well and are out on top of that division. The Seahawks nipping at their heels. The Rams are at 6 and four the cardinals are three six and one that's a quick look at the standings of the national football league now to college football and yes the cfp announced in some slight changes there it's not even worth saying because frankly it really doesn't matter at this point but the cfp weighs in what what is a big factor in that is the ap top 25 and that's the poll that really matters when you really want to know the truth because at the end of the year when they have that national championship game If you're not number one in the AP Top 25, you're not the national champion. So who is the number one team? Well, thanks to that big win at Bryant-Denny, the Bayou Bengals of LSU have a commanding lead at number one with 54 first-place votes. Ohio State got five. Clemson got three. But LSU's at number one. 
Ohio State comes in at two. Clemson's at three. The Alabama Crimson Tide dropped two, only two spots, but they are at number four in the AP Top 25. So the season is not lost, Alabama. You still got a fighting chance. The Georgia Bulldogs are at five. Other Southern teams in the Top 25 of college football include the Oklahoma Sooners at number 10. The Florida Gators are at 11. Baylor undefeated, but somehow they're at 12 in the AP poll. The Auburn Tigers, which have the world's largest, no, they got the South oldest, deep the deep South's oldest rivalry coming up this weekend with Georgia coming into town as Auburn is seven two ranked the number thirteen in the poll. Also in the top twenty five from Dixie, the Memphis Tigers are at eighteen in the poll. SMU is at twenty. The Navy Midshipmen are at twenty one. The Horns of Texas with a walk off win last week over Kansas State. The Horns are at twenty two. And Oklahoma State comes back in the poll at number 25. And that is what's going on in college football. To college basketball, and Kentucky and Duke have moved up to the top spots in the latest AP poll. A huge feat. A great week, by the way, in the opening week of college basketball for both the Blue Devils and the Kentucky Wildcats as they had big wins both in Manhattan at Madison Square Garden on that opening night. And they continue to look pretty impressive kentucky by the way with 64 first place votes in the latest ap top 25 they are out front easily at number one dukes at two louisville comes in at number four in the men's college basketball top 25 and kansas is at five north carolina's at six maryland is at seven uva the defending national champs are at nine and texas tech which lost in that national championship game the red raiders are at 11 and Auburn, also a Final Four participant last year, is at 22 in this new men's college basketball poll for week two of that particular sport. And finally, we close it out with the sport of NASCAR, or the, I guess, spectator sport of NASCAR, as I like to call it. And this past weekend, they raced in Arizona and at Phoenix Justin Algar, he won there at the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and as a result of that, he's going to move on to the championship finale, which is this Saturday at Homestead Miami Speedway, and Algar is going to race with Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, and reigning champ Tyler Reddick for the Xfinity title as NASCAR winds its season down I would say, thankfully, these fellows race from February to November and it's a long grind and they're crisscrossing the country just about every weekend but here we have it these i guess final four uh, it's four racers in the championship going on this weekend in homestead miami at the speedway there as nascar winds it up and then shuts off the engine for a few months well we're not done we're not shutting our engine off here on this tuesday y'all show when we come back after the break our barrister of big 12 football matt hermans will be dropping by with a report on all things big 12 he'll look back at week 11 he'll look forward to week 12 plus all the other news and notes from the big 12 conference and then hey it's getting cold we got extremely cold temperatures in some of our southern states this week and how does that affect our barbecue and Well, Matt's going to answer that question, so you don't go anywhere as the Y'all Show will be right back after this break.
Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires. Which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. It's a darn good time to be a Baylor Bear as the Baylor line held once again in dramatic form three overtimes. They get the victory in the Revivalry matchup with TCU. Welcome back to the Y'all Show. It is our Big 12 Spotlight. We've got our Big 12 barrister, Matt Hermans joining us now to talk about week 11 of Big 12 football. Then we'll go through a few headlines coming from the conference, and then we'll preview this weekend's 12th weekend of college football in the Big 12. Hello, Matt. 
Hello, Mr. Rawl. How are you, sir? I am good. Did you? How did you recover, if you have, from Week 11 in Big 12 football? <laughs> well, uh, you know, it was a pretty wild one. Um, I'd say uh, my recovery includes uh, a little bit of barbecue. I got something on the smoker, and I figured a little bit of barbecue Ooh, would probably yes. get, my, get my mind right back after some wild games in the Big 12. I've set everything, kind of a reset button, you know. So, uh, But, yeah, heck of a weekend. It was a wild weekend, and it wasn't just there in Fort Worth with the Horn Frogs and the Baylor Bears. There were other games that were really, really close that we'll tell you about as we walk through what happened last weekend. One game that wasn't so close, Texas Tech, impressive on the road. They get the 38-17 victory over the West Virginia Mountaineers. Yeah, did not um, did not see that one coming. Uh, I'm pretty sure West Virginia probably didn't see that coming uh, either. Texas Tech certainly found their offense from the get-go. That game was the game was essentially never in doubt for the Red Raiders. They came out strong, put on a lot of points. I think they put 35 of the 38 up in the first half and held on. Defense played well. Uh, quarterback Jet Duffy, who struggled quite a bit this season, uh, really uh, utilized his wide receivers really well and his legs. And uh, the offense was just clicking, even without T.J. Vasher, who's a big. Uh, big tall 66 wide receiver that was actually left home for uh for uh team uh, team reasons um who's been a weapon for tech this year if you can uh you can say anybody's been a big weapon but he stayed home and offense didn't suffer for it and uh, uh tech gets a big win uh, over neil brown's west virginia in a battle well, i think we described it as a battle for the for the bottom um west virginia's at the bottom so yep um <laughs> That's and the way a, it shakes out after that game. And an impressive connection between Duffy and Rigdon went for 81 yards in this game in Morgantown. And with the win, Tech moves to four and five. Do you think they're going to get another two wins and go to a bowl this year? Ooh, you know, uh, if that team, if the team from this last Saturday shows up, anything could happen. But that that hasn't. They've been very very inconsistent this year. That's certainly the best team that's that showed up. Um, though the team that played Baylor. Was a very good, that was a very good showing as well, uh, but uh, you know it's hard to say. The, um, uh, the the end of the season, they've still got the Texas Longhorns, uh, for instance, is one of the games, and that's a rivalry game. Texas will be desperate to win. They're sitting at six wins now, of course, but uh, it's not going to be easy. Put it that way. I wouldn't. The, the the team we saw on Saturday from Texas Tech was the exception rather than the rule this year. All right. Well, we talked a little bit at the open here about Baylor getting a big win, and they did do that. God must be a Baylor Bear this year as Baylor wins in triple overtime, 29-23 against TCU. And they literally, once again, pull one out of there. You know what? That's right. They're making a case that God is indeed a Baptist. And, uh, you know, hey, at this point, I've watched every Baylor game this season, and it's hard to it's hard to, to argue against that uh, that statement at this point because not just because they're undefeated, but the way they are undefeated. We've talked about it every week uh, that the boys from Waco on the Brazos there have just managed some wild way to win these football games. Whether it's a weird call that, that gave them the victory, whether it's an overtime uh, uh, situation, whether it's a comeback in the fourth. I mean. They're, you hate to use the word squeaking by, uh, but they're squeaking by every week. Um, you know, a really interesting, just a really interesting undefeated season. And I think 
uh, while they deserve the ranking that they have for sure, I think some of the voters, you can kind of see that they're scratching their heads too. Like we've got to rank them pretty high because they're undefeated in a power five conference, but I'm not sure when the bloom comes off the rose, but it has not come off yet. And it did not come off. Although all signs pointed to a loss um, by the TCU Horned Frogs. I actually had, had uh, picked TCU to go ahead and end Baylor's undefeated streak. And it looked like a pretty good pick until late in the football game with some more crazy plays with Charlie Brewer doing some, some magic uh, on the field there. Um, the uh, Charlie Brewer, by the way, the, uh, the offspring of a former Texas Longhorn. Interesting little note there, but wild game. Baylor wins again. Um, a close one. It's, it's kind of a, a replay every week this time. Close game. Baylor should, Bay, Baylor's going to lose. Oh, no. Baylor wins. Here they are undefeated. Yeah. And they got to overtime, by the way, thanks to a clutch field goal there as regulation came to an end. A 51 yard field goal as right. the Bears are able to push it into OT and then in triple overtime able to get the victory. They are in Fort Worth, a huge win in this revivalry game. Well, that wasn't the only nail-biting game in the Big 12 last weekend. We also see we saw Texas. I guess they should have won this game, but as you went into the game, K-State was actually ranked in the top 20, and a lot of people thought they could go in there and pull the win. But in the end, Dicker comes through again, Dicker the kicker, as UT gets the 27-24 walk-off win over K-State. Certainly did, and... uh I think we talked about this a little bit last week. This was going to be a great game. Uh, these games are always good. This is one of the uh, – it's not a rivalry game per se, of course. Kansas State and Texas, there's no real reason for that to be a rivalry. But there's there's a little bit of an element there that most people don't know about. We've talked about Kansas State beating Texas and nearly beating Texas and having no issues at all going to Austin and playing very, very well uh, against the Longhorns. This was – uh, certainly the case this last Saturday, too. Uh, Kansas State went down and fought, uh, battled. You know, uh, a lot of the game, they were they were leading the game. And uh, I guess headed towards the end, uh, certainly could have won the football game. Um, there's no doubt about it. But uh, Texas uh, you know, showed a little backbone. The defense kind of uh, stood up there in the fourth quarter. And again, you know, like you say, the dicker, the kicker, uh, really uh, really making a name for his himself there particularly with the rhyme they've got shirts and stuff going yeah at the break let's get your address and we'll get your address and mail you a dicker the kicker shirt yeah yeah that'd be great i can i can give it to my brother who's a texas oh come on you'd look even better in it hey (laughs) that was not the only nail biting game still we got one more to talk about from week 11 and iowa state give give the spinners a lot of credit they almost pulled off the shocker they pulled out the brass you know what and went for two but it failed and they lost to ou and norman 42 to 41 yeah yeah on a play that uh you know, they could have thrown a flag on it, but they didn't. No big deal. Not terribly egregious, but it, it could have been passing interference there. But, yeah, what a game. Um, Iowa State, we had talked about just a week ago that Iowa State is looking looking like a very strong football team. We uh, discussed the fact that they have won in Norman before. And, I have again, this is one of these teams that really has no problem going on the road. And they're peaking. And you kind of saw that. Uh, Oklahoma came out strong in this game, went up 14, I think went up 17 at one point. Um, but Iowa State uh, rallied back. Brock Purdy played a heck of a football game um, there in, in Norman. Um, outplayed uh, Jalen Hurts, actually, until, I guess, until the very, very end of the last play. But 
Uh, played a very good football game. Uh, Iowa State came back and scored a lot of points against Oklahoma. Um, defense played well down the stretch after Oklahoma came out very, very strong. Matt Campbell had his guys ready to play. And the cool thing about uh, – I'm not an Iowa State fan. I have no connection to Iowa State. But I like the way uh, Campbell coaches these teams. The Iowa State gets down. They will – if you get down in Norman – there's getting down to another team, and then there's getting down to the Oklahoma Sooners in Norman, and they rarely lose there. And it can be deflating, and it can uh, really take the wind out of your sails. But Iowa State stood up, came back, uh, took the lead for a while, and really played a heck of a football game. I think the right decision is to uh, to go for two on the road. I know that's certainly uh, kind of old school football uh, football knowledge or you know football uh, rationale, but in Norman. Uh, you play that type of game, I think, yeah, I think going for two is the right call. Couldn't quite get it done, but uh, what a football game. Well, remember, the Cyclones were down 42-21 to 21 entering the fourth quarter, and right. they stormed back with 20 points with a chance to tie it with a PAT, and no, right. they rolled out the dice and went for the two, and it didn't work. Oklahoma improves to 8-1 and one with the victory over Iowa State. Now, some bad news for Sooner fans. Trey Sermon and Kenneth Mann are now out for the season with injuries. Do you know anything more about how these two Oklahoma Sooners were injured? Uh, well, they don't. They haven't said anything about the injuries. Of course, they're not. Uh, Lincoln Riley, the head coach of Oklahoma, is not going to mention how good or bad they are. You don't really know. Trey Sermon's a huge, huge loss. Um, he is. Uh, he's a heck of a, a, a back there for Oklahoma and. Uh, has done some serious damage this year. He's he's a uh, uh, key and integral part of that offense uh, for Jalen Hurts. And, of course, we all know uh, if you're going to go downfield, uh, particularly in that Oklahoma offense, you need a backfield threat. And Trey Sermon is, is certainly one. So uh, we'll see how that affects the offense moving down the road, see if it actually affects the passing game. Um, Oklahoma will, will struggle a little bit because Sermon, I think, is their best back. Okay, Sermon and Mann are out for the rest of the year. Now, some good news if you're an Oklahoma Sooner fan. Some heartwarming news as Jalen Hurts gave a young Sooner fan, Raiden Overbay, he gave him a signed autographed football as Oklahoma recognized this youngster who had a little bully viral video of him being bullied went out and the Sooners stepped forward and helped their fan out with the with some gifts don't bully matt that's the message here yeah yeah i'd uh we didn't you know uh we didn't have uh cell phones in in school or maybe a lot of us could have gone to see the sooners at some point but uh hey good for him good for oklahoma um it's a good pr move for the program and uh yeah good all around now, Oklahoma had their game again against Iowa State. Well, I'm pretty sure I heard from Bryant Denny in that big LSU-Alabama game this weekend some kind of announcement about Hurts or Oklahoma, and I heard a lot of applause there at Bryant Denny. Did you hear the same thing that I heard? I did, yeah. The sec- second uh, only to the Trump announcement, right? Big applause <laughs> there as well. <laughs> That's right. A lot of applause uh, for the president, a lot of applause for Jalen Hurts, too. I think. Alabama doesn't have any reason to have any hard feelings about Jalen Hurts. He, he played a heck of a played a lot of good football for him, particularly last year. So, um, yeah, I think there's still some good feelings. There. Do you think with Hurts on the roster, the Tide could have won that game again at LSU? Well, you know, I will t- I will say this. I, I think uh, Tua is a heck of a quarterback. Um, I think he was thoroughly outplayed by Joe Burrow, and I think uh, some of that might have had to do with the knee. 
So, yeah, maybe if you had a healthy Hertz as opposed to a hobbled, and, and Tua was clearly hobbled uh, a little bit. I think he was throwing the ball fine, but he was a little bit uh, banged up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that could have made the difference, although LSU, um, I don't want to take anything away from them. That is a good football team. They essentially, from my perspective, controlled that game, um, uh, mostly from start to finish. And like I say, Joe Burrow looked like the best quarterback in the country. So uh, I don't want to say it could have changed things. Maybe the, maybe the score would have been a little bit closer if you had Hurts, but I still think LSU is a better team. Well, this is our Big 12 spotlight, but can I just say two words to you? Matt Hearman's our barrister of Big that? 12 football. What's that? Go Tigers. <laughs> That's right. You sound like Coach O. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think anybody sounds like Coach O. And did I hear you say that President Trump was at that game? The president was at the LSU-Alabama game, absolutely. Well, you yeah. never would have known it if you'd have tuned in to CBS. They may have shown him one time, maybe. But I watched that game primarily to see the president, just to see the reaction, to see what he did. And in the 90% of the game that I watched, I never saw him. I only heard one announcer. I guess it was um, whoever the main guy is, the play-by-play guy for CBS, mentioned that yeah. the commander-in-chief was in the audience. Other than yeah. that... I never saw any reference to him. And I know if it was his predecessor at the game, they they probably would have shown him more than the football game. Absolutely. I I agree. And, and, you know, they didn't, they didn't really show the massive, uh, massive ovation that, uh, that uh, the president got either, but you can certainly find that if you Google um, President <laughs> Trump. Uh, if, if you're interested, if anybody's interested, yeah, you got some understand. time to kill. But no, yeah, it, it, the decibels, I, decibels went pretty high. Went pretty I high. really thought they would at least interview him for a few minutes at halftime, something like that. No mention whatsoever. I don't know if you kind of caught that, but I certainly caught I did. it. It really, it really gets the noggin jogging. It, it really kind of hurt my feelings. And you know what else is hurting my feelings? <laughs> The Texas Tech quarterback Alan Bowman is choosing to redshirt the remainder of the season after being cleared for return. What's going on in Lubbock with Bowman deciding on his own to redshirt? Yeah, I have a feeling I know where this is going. Um, You know, kind of the trend in college football, as we know now, is, um, you know, kids want to transfer. And look, this is the starter coming into the season uh, for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. But there's another player kind of waiting in the wings named Maverick McIver. Um, this is a pretty highly what a name, yeah, right. Pretty highly recruited kid had an offer from USC and some other big time programs. Uh, chose to come to Tech, so uh, you know my gut tells me that uh, that maybe uh, Alan Bowman he's had some serious um, health issues. Jet Duffy's kind of taken the team this year. hadn't played well a lot, but has played serviceably. Did play well against West Virginia for sure. I think Bowman may be keeping his options open. He may want to enter the transfer portal if he starts feeling the wind shift. And uh, coming back this year with a with a bowl game that seems unlikely, uh, with another quarterback who's played at least as well as he has. He didn't play. Bowman didn't play very well to begin the season either. With a new coach, uh, the new coaching staff's not tied to Bowman like maybe Cliff Kingsbury was. So I think he's probably keeping his options open. I think he may be eyeing the transfer portal unless things go his way, and that's probably strategic on his part. Don't necessarily like it. Um, it kind of rings a little bit of the University of Houston quarterback, uh, Derek King, just deciding to quit. Uh, not quite that same uh, situation, but uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the transfers. I'm not a big fan of the college uh, football trying to become the NFL but Mm -hmm. I don't make the rules but I think that's probably what he's trying to do so he has not played more than four games here in 2019 Bowman that is no he has not no he has not so I think that's probably what uh, exactly part of the strategy exactly all right 
Now we come to week 12 of Big 12 football, and the Mad Hatter will be going into his old stomping ground of Stillwater as Oklahoma State hosts the Kansas Jayhawks. This is your high noon Eastern 11 Central kick on Fox Sports 1. What about this return to Oklahoma State for less miles? Yeah, that'll, that's been a while. I bet um, I, I was I was thinking, I paused there for a moment because I was thinking about Jalen Hurts getting a round of applause at Alabama. I think I think uh, Oklahoma State may decide to, uh, old Les Miles may get some cheers. It's been a long time. He did some great things to Oklahoma, for Oklahoma State. I think um, when you think of Oklahoma State football now, you think of, uh, we've kind of talked about it before, you think of a, a program that's very, very good. Um, maybe hasn't finished exactly the way that they would like to. But you're talking about a program that's been in the top five, uh, that's been in the top ten, that's been in the hunt for a playoff uh, appearance over the last couple, uh, you know, a few times over the last decade. This has been a very good football program. And honestly, the, the man who kind of started that role is Les Miles uh, before he ended up at LSU. That's, it's been, been a while, but he's the one who kind of got the Oklahoma State uh, fan base rolling. He kind of revived them um, back when he was there. And he actually uh, was kind of hand in hand with T Boone Pickens starting to improve the program facilities because of the success that Les Miles had there. So I think he may get some cheers. There's no reason not to. I think Kansas will uh, won't be able to to uh, put up a huge fight against Oklahoma State at home. And uh, yeah, he may come out and tip his cap, and Oklahoma State may give him some love. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Maybe Pistol Pete will come give him a big kiss on the cheek. As Les Miles coached the – Yeah, yeah, yeah. He coached the Pokes in the early 2000s and left to go to Baton Rouge when Nick Saban decided to go be a Miami Dolphins coach at the end of the 2004 season. And right. we know that he was in Baton Rouge coaching the LSU Tigers for more than a decade before they decided that he wasn't good enough and they had to get a Cajun guy that nobody knows what he says as their head coach. <laughs> TCU and Texas Tech have a battle in Lubbock, and this is a 12 noon, 11 o'clock West Texas time kick on ESPN2. Are the Horn Frogs going to be able to put last week behind them and not get bit twice? Um, yeah, uh, this will be a um, – this is kind of a quasi-rivalry game, too, between TCU and Texas Tech for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I think uh, – Because they're neighbors. <laughs> Well, you know, there is this meme, and I call it a meme because it doesn't really make any sense. People say this is the battle of uh, West Texas. Um, Fort Worth is not West Texas. Fort Worth is nowhere near West Texas, but Fort Worth does have this kind of uh, uh, kind of uh, idea of itself as, you know, Dallas is kind of just uh, the eastern part of the state, and then 30 miles west, Fort Worth is uh, where the western part of the state begins kind of goofy but um they do that thing and you know hey lubbock is five hours west 300 miles west from uh Fort worth but they still bill it as the battle of west texas which is hilarious but also it plays into kind of a rivalry thing um so yeah it should be a good game neither one of these teams have have had a great season tcu has been a little bit more consistent i'd say defensively probably um freshman quarterback situation the quarterback situation generally there tcu has been a mess this year but Max Duggan's had some good games. He's had some iffy games. He's made some great throws and made some bad throws. Um, so has Jet Duffy. This is a, a, a battle of two teams that are incredibly up and down uh, who hoped for better seasons. So it should be a good game. It usually is a good game when yeah. TCU and Texas Tech meet. 
So I, I expect it to be close, um, maybe give the edge to the home team. All right, Mr. Big 12 Barrister, question for you. If Fort Worth is the West and Dallas is the East, does that make Arlington the DMZ? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe Grand Prairie. That's uh, kind of the DMZ. Uh, I like that. I like that. Though. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just trying to educate everybody outside of the Lone Star State. Hey, West Virginia is going to be back on the road, and they'll be taking on the Kansas State Wildcats, K-State, with that tough loss in Austin last week. And they've got the Nagers coming in for a game at Bill Snyder Family Stadium, set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Manhattan time on ESPN. You're thoughts on this one well uh, kansas state will, will want to bounce back i think they're probably still it's only uh, you know it hadn't been too long since they they lost that uh, nail biter this last saturday so they'll want to rebound k-state still has a chance to have a pretty pretty strong season especially uh in the first year for uh, mr Kleeman. so um i think they'll bounce back i think they'll be ready for the, the mountaineers the mountaineers offense has has struggled a lot neil brown's kind of an offensive coach but he has not gotten that offense clicking and they just have not been where they need to be and austin kendall um you know the the oklahoma transfer uh, was highly regarded coming out of high school he just hadn't found his way there at west virginia and um hasn't looked very good uh, overall so I don't expect the Mountaineers to be able to keep up offensively with Kansas State. Kansas State is an underrated place uh, to play. It can get very, very loud. That is a loud stadium, and they'll be packed. Uh, they, have, they haven't been ranked for a while, and they're pretty fired up about their new head coach, and they should be. So well, I anticipate Kansas State rolls. Well, the team that just snuck past them at the buzzer last week, the Texas Longhorns, will be stamping their passport, and they'll be going to Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, where the Iowa State Cyclones await. This is your Fox Sports 1, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central kick. Looking forward to this one. This is uh, really looking forward to this game. Iowa State is probably the best, uh, what is it, four-loss team in the country, I would say. <laughs> uh, I know that's kind of a goosey right thing people say but i think kansas i think iowa state is by far the best for lost in the country and uh, the longhorns uh remaining in the top 25 with three losses very interesting there yeah. but uh iowa state will be ready that that place will be full anytime texas goes on the road they usually draw a big crowd especially when uh when they're certainly beatable like they are now so i anticipate a wild crowd i anticipate iowa state coming out to play and I like Iowa State's chances. I, I do, too. I, I don't normally weigh in with the winners here, but I think the Cyclones are going to get this one there on the home turf. And now right. we come to the big one in the Big 12 this weekend. College game day will be on hand in Waco as OU and Baylor have a top 12 battle on ABC from McLean Stadium. It's your primetime game on ABC, 730 Eastern, 630 part of Texas time there between the Bears and the Sooners. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, what I mean, on paper, um, this is Oklahoma with one loss uh, battling Baylor with uh, no losses. Uh, so this is an epic uh, matchup, particularly, again, on paper, this is an epic matchup. And I hate to give away my thoughts on it. Uh, but Baylor's run is going to be over here. Oklahoma is going to win that football game, I would imagine. Um, I know I've said that before, but, uh, you know, eventually, I don't know how many genies are in that bottle that Baylor has going, but 
Uh, it's probably getting pretty close to being through. Here's the thing. Oklahoma uh, can still smell their way to a playoff berth. It's probably not terribly likely at the moment, but it's still out there. If they can win the Big 12 and somebody else trips up, um, so they're going to be motivated. Uh, they just narrowly survived a loss. They're going to be ready for Baylor. Um, you know, uh, Baylor has, has, has been good. They have not lost, but I just, I, I still believe Oklahoma is just outmatched uh, or pardon me. I think Baylor's outmatched by Oklahoma on both sides of the football. And I think the, maybe the, the, uh, college football pollsters agree. I think they have Oklahoma ranked higher than undefeated Baylor. So, um, you know, it's a lot of that's name recognition, but I think Baylor's had a wonderful year. Matt Rule is a heck of a football coach, and this has been a wonderful season for them. I don't see them getting past Oklahoma. All right. I'm going to be tuning in along with the rest of the world for this one. Absolutely. It's a big one there. How about that? Baylor hosting college game day. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, pretty pretty, pretty cool is right. I think for anybody who hadn't seen the Baylor campus, uh, it's a very pretty campus. All right. And, of course, we'll have all the prediction of this game on Friday's General Gridiron, part of our Y'all kickoff show. We'll be right back on Y'all, and we'll switch over. Hey, an Arctic blast. It hit a large portion of the south this week, or is in the process of hitting you, depending on where you are. And we'll get Matt Hearman to switch over to his barbecue roll and talk about how do you do barbecue when it's freaking 10 degrees outside. We'll have that when we come back and wrap up today's Y'all Show. Don't go anywhere. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions.
It's our final segment of this, the Tuesday Y'all Show, with our barrister of barbecue, Matt Herman, joining us as we get you through the week. And we are so excited that you've tuned in. And you might have to be tuning in with a couple of extra layers of clothes on this week as we've got a little Arctic blast hitting a large portion of Dixie this week. And, hey, whether we want to admit it or not, it is November. Heck, we're basically halfway through November now. And we're going to have some cooler temperatures, some frigid temperatures for the next couple of months. So we'll just have to deal with it. But, hey, this is at least not Wisconsin and all those other crazy Yankee places where it's going to be below zero for a large part of the next, large part of the next couple of months. So that's, that's great news. So barbecue barrister Matt Hermans, who's kind enough to stick around for this final segment. When it comes to being 5, 10, 15, 20 degrees and we want to go outside and barbecue, what kind of challenges does that present? You know, this is kind of an underrated subject. I think this is something that, that most people would never even uh, consider, but it really makes a difference, particularly um, if you're talking about smoking. So, you know, we've, we've gone over this before on our uh, early level um, barbecue type talks where you've got barbecue, which is low and slow using wood smoke, and you've got grilling with this hot and fast directly uh, over the um, over the heat source, which is typically a flame or charcoal. It doesn't make a whole lot of difference to uh, grilling necessarily, even if it's freezing, because your meat is so close to the flame that you're essentially you're really uh, taking away any type of buffer zone between the flame and the heat and the meat. So it's not going to affect the whole heck of a lot when you're talking about grilling burger steaks, chops directly, which means right over the heat or the flame. Where it does come into play quite a bit is your barbecue. So when you're smoking, um, you're doing it totally differently. You've got your heat source in one direction or one part, one place, and then you've got your meat in another place, whether that's a side box smoker where you've got your heat source on the side and then you've got your meat uh, on the other larger portion and the heat kind of flows in. Or if you're doing a barrel smoker, we've got your heat source on the bottom and you've got something uh, in between the meat and the heat. So maybe it's water, maybe it's sand, maybe it's, it can be anything, but indirect. You've got more space when you're smoking low and slow when you're making what we call barbecue here in the South. You've got more space between your heat source and your meat. So a very low temperature uh, can really, really affect your ability to keep that heat up. So while, or maybe if you're just getting started um, with barbecue, with low and slow, long, uh, long smokes, long cooks, big pieces of meat, you may have a little bit of a, uh, a method down. You may know exactly where you have your vents. Uh, in other words, all the way open or partially closed. You may have this method kind of down where you know where you want to cook. Maybe you like 250. Maybe that's the sweet spot that you want to cook at is 250 degrees. If you're sitting with this Arctic blast 
uh, it's not going to work the same way. So the amount of charcoal you use, the vent, uh, the, the way you've got your vents open or closed, this situation is not going to be the same when you're dealing with an Arctic blast because of that space. You're going to have to up your charcoal. You're going to have to up your wood. You may have to open those vents open uh, quite a bit more to get airflow. It's just not going to hit the same temperature when you're dealing with 10, 15, 20 degrees as opposed to 75, 80, 90 degrees. It's a totally different game. When you're, when you're dealing with cold that level, in other words, that level of cold, you're going to have to adjust. So I would say add more charcoal, open your vents. You may want to add a little bit more wood because you will see on that temperature gauge, particularly on a smoker, that it's just not going to cook the same way. And you've got to adjust for that. That's a big deal. Um, somebody who's maybe just getting started or hasn't cooked in the cold before uh, will come back out and look at their rack of ribs or their pork butt and say, holy cow. <laughs> I'm, like three, I'm like three hours behind and the natives are getting restless here Oops. but but you got a pig on there is it holy pig yeah ho- holy swine okay. um yeah so you want to avoid that you don't want the hungry uh you don't want the hunger to uh maybe re- result in a revolt and people start eating you, you don't want that to happen. <laughs> well matt i'm going to be in nashville wednesday and guess what the morning low is going to be 18 degrees which is also the morning low thursday in minneapolis so yeah i'm going to be bundled up wednesday in atlanta 25 degrees heck even in the state the state of texas and dallas a low of 26 here on wednesday and 23 over in raleigh so yeah it's cold in the south this week we'll we'll get through it but yes make sure you listen to this report from our barbecue barrister if you're going to go out in the elements and try to do a little grill and it's very helpful information sir absolutely yeah and hopefully it passes quick i don't like the cold i don't either well matt hermans thank you every for everything you've got bundle up this week and we'll talk to you next week all right can't wait we'll see you next week all right matt hermans our barbecue and big 12 barrister well that will conclude our y'all show for today as mentioned on wednesday yours truly will be on music row i will connect with precious harris in person and then come thursday a very special guest a great texan will be joining me Cree Harrison, the runner-up on American Idol a few years back. She and I are going to co-host an hour of the Y'all Show. We're going to get to hear some of her great new music. If you like Cree Harrison, you like American Idol, you're going to enjoy this interview as she's going to sit down with me right on Music Row. All that here this week on the Y'all Show. Thanks for listening to the show that's all about the South. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. 
like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.